This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Now, here's your host, GoPowerCat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Basketball season is here, which means we are back with another season of the shoot-around here on GoPowerCat. I am Ryan Gilbert. He is former Wildcat Clint Stewart. Last year, we had Clint on the show here a few times, but Clint's going to be our regular guest on the show we wanted to keep things simp- uh, simple, and so rather than having a rotating group of guests, Clint will be joining us every week here. This will be up on YouTube. This will also be up on all of our podcasting platforms, wherever you do listen. As always, same thing goes for the Friday walkthrough that Cole Carmody and Monty Spiller do on Go Powercat. We are also going to be sponsored by Booth Creek Wagyu. Remember to elevate your tailgate this season with our friends from Booth Creek Wagyu. Uh, their ranch is located just north of Manhattan and proudly serves, uh, proudly raises authentic Wagyu beef from farm to table. Visit their web, uh, visit their retail locations in Manhattan and Overland Park or online at boothcreekwagyu.com. Clint, obviously K-State coming off of an exhibition victory over Emporia State. We'll, we'll touch on that here later on. First of all, I mentioned you're a former Wildcat. You're also the former coach. I guess that's probably weird to say now. The former coach of K-State commit, David Castillo. I know you guys keep in touch a lot. He uh, obviously had a lower body injury that he suffered this summer, but it sounds like he's he's back to normal and and is ready for his his last season at Sunrise before heading to K-State. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's excited, and uh, he's already you know got back and, and playing and, and doing really well. Got a chance to uh, connect with him. Actually, this past weekend he was in Manhattan, um, and, and so it sounded like he had a, a good weekend there. Um, but but he's excited for this season and uh, the the opportunity to play obviously on the national stage. Uh, I think it'll be really good, and and, and hopefully um, Bowden Wells he uh, transitions uh, into K State next year. So uh, he's excited. He's back and going, and uh, it's going to be a fun season for him. Following Elite Eight run in in twenty twenty two twenty three, you lose some key pieces with Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, but this team is reloaded with the transfer portal and also a couple of guys are really expected to step up that were more of role players from last year's squad. So what do you think we should ex- expect from this team here? Uh, maybe the same, maybe less, maybe more. What What do you think? I mean, um, the sky's always the limit, right? And, and I think we, we got a lot of good pieces uh, that, that came in from the portal, but then also some really good freshmen that, that I think we got a chance to see last night um, who are pr- pretty dynamic and are going to be able to have a, a good season as well. So, um, you know, you never want to put any too much pressure on any team, but 
Um, you know, I think, you know, for, for them, it's going to be one day at a time. Obviously, the freshmen are going to have to go through some, some growing and some learning. Um, but we have the pieces to, to make another run, you know, and that, that's what's fun about it. And then obviously the coaching staff with Tang um, and staff, I mean, they, they know how to put guys in, in positions to be successful. Um, and that's what this time right now, you know, first exhibition game, um, you know, and gearing up towards, you know, our first game against USC. Uh, it, it's it's so guys can uh, get comfortable in their positions uh, to be able to, to perform at a high level. So, um, you know, I think we're picked, what, sixth, I think, in the Big 12, which, which is great. I think last year we were picked eighth or, or, or something. I, you know, and, and none of that really matters preseason. You know, I think what matters is uh, each and every day, um, our, you know, our guys are, are continuing to get better, continuing to um, and improve. And, and at the end of the day, end of the season, you know, we'll, we'll see where we lie. But uh, one thing I do know is um, they're going to play hard and they're going to be ready every single game to compete. And, uh, and I think that's what voted us well last year is going to do the same this year. We're not going to get into the specifics on Naquan Tomlin, but not having him on the court certainly does hurt your team. But at the same time, maybe that opens up the door for a guy like Cam Carter or Arthur Kaluma, whoever that may be, to go from being a regular scorer like we kind of saw against you know Emporia State to being a star in the league. And obviously, it, it, it sucks not to have Tomlin out there, but I think this roster is not only is is top heavy to have the players there to score, but also it's deep. Maybe you don't see anybody redshirting on this team, so I'm not going to call it a blessing in disguise or anything like that to not have Tomlin. It's it's going to be a big blow to not have him on the court when the season starts, but it also does open up the door for other players to get some time. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, um, you know, Tomlin is a key piece to to our success for the, for this year, and I think we we all know that and what he brings to the floor. Um, you know, and his leadership on the floor, his activity on the floor defensively and offensively build to, to make things happen. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you know, um, it, it allows some other players um, some opportunities. And, and, and that's good for the coaching staff to see as well. Right. I mean, we're um, the, the goal is to see, um, you, know, you know, who's going to be able to, to play big time minutes and, and in certain spots within the game. Um, and then more guys that have confidence and the more guys that the coaches have confidence in in those big time minutes, uh, big time spots in the game. I think it's going to um, just make us even better and even even harder to, to, to guard and harder to prepare for. So, um, you know, obviously we, we, we miss Tomlin um, and, and looking forward to, to getting them back in, in the lineup and and with the team. Um, but but in the meantime, and it's next guy up, you know, and during this time and allow some of the maybe some of the freshmen to, to grow a little bit quicker as well, because they're going to be getting um, some, some playing time that maybe they didn't get, you know, initially. So um, I think it's going to, it's going to, it's, you know, like I said, don't want to say blessing the skies, but I think in, in the long run, um, you know, I think we're going to be in a good position. Uh, Day Day Ames was the first player to come off the bench, a freshman, like you mentioned, all three of those guys showed some flashes. RJ Jones had the buzzer beater against Emporia state right before the half. And then Michaela Britch is just an animal out there. He's got some, he's got some explosiveness to his play. All three of those guys, man, the future is bright for K state basketball. What did you see just on the court in that exhibition game? I know we can't put a, a bunch of stock into the, the game against Emporia state. The game against USC is really what will matter, but what did you see from those three freshmen? Well, I think first off, it was it was good that um, the, the way we won in a convincing fashion is always good. I remember back to my, so I think it was my sophomore year we played in Port Portia State and uh, we we won by like it might have been my junior year. We we won by three or so, like came down to the wire. And so wins so a win though. <laughs> a win was a win. Didn't lose the four day state. <laughs> right, right. So I was just like, we de we definitely left the game and uh, we we were like, woo, we got to go back to the drawing board on a few things, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I I was impressed. You know, when when I, I saw Michaela Rich, I mean, I, I haven't seen um, 
you know, Bill Walker last played for Kansas State my, my senior senior year, so 2008. Um, and the closest thing I've seen since since then is Michaela Rich. I mean, just the way he was able to just catch the basketball and go up and dunk them, the athleticism of dunking the basketball. Remind, I was like, that looks like Bill Walker is circa 2000, you know, 2008. Um, so really excited just about his athleticism, uh, being able to finish at the rim. I think it's going to be um, re- really good for us. I think uh, Day-Day did some really good things as far as controlling the team. I think he had three assists or so. Um, and you can see he's a pretty smart player, which is really good. Um, and as he grows in, into that, that point guard role and, and um, you know, Obviously, playing against you know Division One uh, top talent, I think he's he's just going to get better and better and better. Um, and then we know RJ RJ came in and, and we we know he can score the basketball. He's a shooter. Um, you know, the shot he made right at the end of the half uh, was was a tough contested shot. Um, you know, ho- hopefully not all of his shots are going to be that tough <laughs> that he has to make. Um, but um, you know, I think uh, you know as he gets more comfortable as well, um, you know, he's going to be able to really space the floor and, and be able to score the ball when, when we need him to. And so, you know, all three of those guys, you know, I thought last night um, they, they did a really good job, but within their role, um, and and that that's going to be good for us. Tang and his staff obviously got some big transfer portal additions. Tyler Perry and Arthur Kaluma sort of highlight uh, the, the the portal, but obviously Will McNair and Quez Glover. Quez Glover got banged up, but it sounds like he'll be okay for, for the season. Um, but all four of those guys made impacts. And is there one that you're maybe most excited about? For me, it's Arthur Kaluma, which kind of goes against the grain of what everyone else is saying. <laughs> you know, everyone's so excited about Tyler Perry, but – Arthur Kaluma, man, that, that's a guy that can score, defend, and, and really do everything. He's a is a player that plays a lot smaller than his actual size would tell you. Yeah, and and, and Arthur kind of reminds me of, of Naquan Tomlin a little bit. I mean, just kind of the way um, their activity is defensively, uh, being able to score the basketball inside. Obviously, can step out and and, and make shots outside as well. Um, so I think you know having. Yeah, I'm I'm a big believer in the, you can never have enough uh, wing players with size, you know, and these long arms and athletic, um, you know, those guys can change the game on, on both sides of the floor, you know. So I'm really excited about him. Um, I think you know I, one of the great things about last night was, um, you know, Tyler Perry didn't have his best shooting night, and and, and we still you know we're, we're able to, to to look pretty good for a first exhibition game. Um, as, as we know, he can really shoot the basketball, and he's going to have a lot better shooting days than what he had last night. Um, and, and so uh, I'm excited about you know his role. I think in the offense and, and kind of taking over. Um, you know, obviously that point guard role and, and Marquise kind of role and having the ball in his hands and making plays. Um, you know, I think he's going to really excel in that role. And then his ability, when you can shoot the basketball, especially off the dribble, you know, one of the shots he had was right at the top of the key off the dribble. Um, as a guard, I mean, it just, it extends the defense, which makes the game easier for everyone else. And so, um, you know, I, I'm really excited about him, you know, and, and I know, He's going to be probably excited about it. When is the next game so I can uh, get back out there and make some shots? Um, but I think he's going to have a great year for us. And, uh, you know, he's obviously a terrific player. I'll be honest. I don't know what offense Bartlesville High School runs. Uh, but what are your thoughts just on the new five-out offense that K-State's going to be running? It seemed to run pretty smoothly against Emporia State um, on, on Wednesday night. Yeah, well, it gets us into um, a, a lot of uh, dribble handoff type of action. Um, you know, some some back cuts and the dribble handoff spaces the floor. And, you know, a lot, a lot of NBA teams, especially in, in secondary transition, run kind of a five out just so the floor is spaced and there's driving uh, driving lanes there. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be good. You know, I think given our, our skill set and, and our talent, um, I think it'll be really good. Obviously, Colbert can then, you know, hand off and roll into the paint and be able to, to catch and finish. Um, so I liked it, you know, but, but at the same time, you know, we're also going to, 
we're going to have to shoot a little bit better than we did last night. You know, I think, I think that'll happen as well. Um, you know, but I think it's going to, it's going to fit our, our guys really well as far as, um, you know, their, their ability and, and what we're going to be good at. So um, it's a fun offense to play. And I, I, I've had from a high school standpoint, I've had kids play in, in a five out and, and they love it because it has a little bit more freedom as a guard. You love it because you don't have someone clogging up the paint, you know, when you try to drive as much. And um, so it's a fun offense to be in and, and I'm sure our guys are going to enjoy it. Thing and his staff have been very consistent with both the portal and the high school ranks of going after guys that are versatile, um, you know, not, not just one dimensional players. And so I think that really does favor a five out offense because you guys, you have guys that aren't just going to sit down in the paint or post up or just be a spot shooter. Guys are going to be moving. Um, guys are going to have to, you know, find their open teammates. And <clears throat> I think that pretty much everybody on this roster is capable of doing that. I think Will McNair is a, a big dude down low who probably is going to do most of his damage in the paint, but he wasn't just strictly living down low near the basket on, on Wednesday. And I'm sure that's going to be the same for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I think so as well. And, and, and you see Tang, you know, I think at halftime he was, he was saying, um, you know, we want to run, you know, and we want to get out and push the ball, um, space the floor early, um, you know, and so we'll have those guys, you know, I mean, transition is going to be really key for us. Um, I think that plays well for, for the five out. I mean, you can always have a big still run to the rim, you know, obviously if you have, um, if you're ahead of the, the defense and you have, have the ability to get there quickly and, and maybe throw it over the top. But, you know, we're get out and pushing the basketball and the floor is spaced. It, it should create a lot of easy opportunities for guys uh, to, to, to get in there and, and create for each other. So, um, you know, I think we saw some of that last night. And, and I'm sure from, from, from the coaching staff's perspective, they want to see even more of it, you know, and, and it's a fun way to play. I mean, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, especially when you're sharing the basketball and multiple guys are scoring. I think last night every everybody scored in the game. You know, and then when when you get that, that doesn't happen very often. So, so that's a uh, that that that's a fun game to play in. We'll talk about USC later on. <clears throat> excuse me, in the second half, but just the Emporia State game. Were there maybe any anything that you want to see improved upon from now until Monday when the season really does start? Yeah, you know, I think, like, as I mentioned, we're going to have to make some shots. And I think we shot uh, nine for 32 from three. Um, we started out pretty cold in the first half, four for 17, you know. And so, you know, we'd like to, to see that obviously improve. And, and it will, you know, first game, um, you know, you kind of expect shooting, you know, percentage might be down uh, a little bit. But, you know, something that I thought we did really well is we shared the ball. I mean, and we had 26 assists last night and um, on 38, 38 baskets. So, you know, anytime you can get guys sharing the basketball, um, and, and what I like to say is everybody gets to eat. You know, there's 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 a pie, and a lot of times, you know, not everyone might not have the same piece of the pie or the same size of the pie, uh, but uh, ideally, you know, you, when when you have multiple guys that can make plays, that can score the ball, um, you know, you want at least everyone to have a slice of that pie. You know, I thought last night everyone got a slice of the pie, so uh, that keeps everyone happy. You know, I think guys stepped up and and, and did things. Um, as far as rebounding, I think that was really good last night. And I know we're probably have a little bit more size than, you know, Emporia has. Um, so that, that's going to be key. You know, when you get into the Big 12, especially, it's it's physical all the time. You know, and you're going to have to block out and rebound. You're going to have to get some offensive rebounds, too. Um, so I think we're going to have to continue to keep that a focus. Um, and then, like I said, when you the, the way the basketball game is, though, you know, when you make shots offensively, the game is so easy. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, it's like when you're making shots because as a player, um, you know, and it's sad. We, we try to tell our players, like, you can't hang your hat on making shots, right? You got to play defense. You got to guard. You got to get stops. And, and and as coaches, that's what we want the kids to, to to always think, like, get stops, get stops. But as a player, when you make a shot, what do you do? You go down and you play defense a little bit harder, right? I mean, it's just, that's just natural. It's like, yeah, I made a shot. Let's go, you know. And so uh, when you make shots, the game becomes so much easier. Um, and, and so, you know, I think, you know, for us, we'll have to continue just working on the outside shot and, and making shots from the outside. And that'll help us get down downhill and penetration and, and get stuff at the basket as well. He is Clint Stewart. I am Ryan Gilbert. We'll be right back here after a quick break to preview the upcoming game against USC and take a look at the entire non-conference schedule for the Wildcats when we return. GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat podcast continues after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Power Cat Podcast. Welcome back in here to the shoot around. I am Ryan Gilbert. He is Clint Stewart. Let's jump right back into things here, Clint. Coming up on Monday, a big game against USC. Jerome Tang has been pretty outspoken about playing on TNT, national television, and just the the players that that he has brought to K State are what draws the television's you know crew the the, the television games to to televise K-State, if that makes sense. And so playing on, on national TV to open up college basketball doesn't get better than this. It's, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting, um, you know, and playing against a, a top, you know, 25 team as well. Um, so it's an opportunity not only for for K-State to, to jump out the gun and, and, and make a statement early, um, but also um, just for the brand. I mean, I think for 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 all power cats and then be able to see that that power cat out there uh, you know on, on national television um you know it's it's a good game for for recruits to watch um you know and so it's big for the brand it's big for the for the program big for the team and, and anytime you get a chance to start out and, and you're playing uh you know like i said what's considered to be a, a top 25 team right out the gate then you can make a name for yourself as well so um you know a lot of people want to see you know who are we and, and what are we about right they know what we did last year um, I know that we had, uh, you know, obviously lost some key pieces, but we added some some key pieces as well. And so uh, it's, it should be fun. Um, and um, it's in Vegas, so it, it's going to be wild. <laughs> Tang mentioned after the Emporia State game, you know, win or lose, you'd, you'd love to win the game. But win or lose, this is where you find out a lot about your team, um, more in a competitive, <clears throat> competitive setting that K-State's going to have against USC. So you're going to learn a lot about your team. Um, K-State had Taj Manning into the starting lineup against Emporia State. And I want to ask you, do you think that, that K-State's going to keep that size in the starting lineup? You look at Manning's game, he didn't do a whole lot. Stat line was rather underwhelming. So do they keep this Do they keep this big lineup without, without Tomlin and they don't want to sacrifice that with Manning? Or do you roll with a guy like Quez Glover, some other smaller guard off the bench and play smaller? Or do we just... Uh, kind of not getting married to the starting lineup and, and, and see how it goes, Clint. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I, you know, these, these early games are a chance to kind of figure some of that out. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, USC, they, their, their challenges, you know, I think they have some, some really good guards. 
Um, yeah, some some guys that are on like Bob Cousy uh, watch list and Wooten watch list, and, you know, for for preseason. So uh, we're going to have to defend. So I wouldn't be surprised if we go smaller just to help kind of match up with the smaller guards. But at the same time, you know, we might be able to take some advantage uh, of of getting the ball inside and get to the rim. So um, you know. I, I can say what I would do, uh, but what I would do doesn't matter. So, so, um, uh, but but I do like you know when you think about how we want to play and, and play really fast um, and get out and run and, and push the ball. Um, you know, hopefully, like I said, hopefully Quez Glover is, is okay and he's able, able to play and able to go. Um, you know, but I think that'd be a good addition um, for us to try to start fast and just kind of match their their guards as well. So, um, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll see what, what coach decides and uh, I'm sure whatever he decides, he's had a lot more time thinking about it than, than what I have. Uh, it'll, it'll be the best decision. Last year, we had some conversations about K-State just not being dominated in the paint, but maybe being afraid of a big guy down low and dominating K-State. But that obviously didn't happen. You know, when K-State faced off against Oscar Sheway with Kentucky, guys like that, K-State appeared to be just fine and won those games. So this year, is there maybe a glaring weakness in in going into this USC game with such a lethal backcourt that the Trojans have? Is that something that's going to scare you in this game, or you think K State's going to be able to, you know, schematically get around that? Yeah, you know, I, I think you know the good thing that we did, I thought yesterday was I, th- I thought we protected the rim pretty decently. Um, had a few blocks at the rim, which which is really nice. Um, our bigs are going to have to be able to rotate over and, and, and protect the rim, make everything go through our body. Um, you know, we, we want our guards to obviously keep the basketball in front, but um, if they have really good guards, I mean, uh, what I say is, is, you know, great offense always beats great defense, just kind of the way the, the way it works. You can play some great defense, and they can throw up a shot and go in. It's like, I mean, there's nothing else I can do, coach. Um, you know, but we're going to have to, we're going to have to, Definitely protect the rim. You know, their guards can shoot, but, you know, so we've got to get out. And when we get out on them in the perimeter, that's going to put them in a drive. Um, and guys have to be ready to rotate. So, um, you know, I, I think the way our makeup is, though, you know, with, with our guards and then with our length um, and, and, you know, long-armed wings, you know, I think that's really going to help us uh, be active, um, disrupt some things, you know, that, you know, USC is trying to do. Um, you know, which should bode us well defensively. I, you know, if you look at the makeup of our team, I think we have the, the chance to be a really, really good defensive team, um, you know, and um, just because of the, the length and activity that, that there is. And so um, I'm hoping that, that, that you know, K-State proves me right and not wrong <laughs> on, on that statement. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think if we hang our hat on, on stopping those guards and using our length, contesting everything at the rim, then I think we'll be good. We talked about regardless of the result, this is going to be a game for K-State to learn from. But as a former player, as a current coach, are you a fan of this sort of big-time game to open up the season? Or do you maybe entertain the idea more of just playing a you know a nobody and, and getting a win and easing your, easing your way into the season, so to speak? Well, you know, as a coach, it's always the best game of the year if you win. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> it's a big time game and you win. It was the greatest decision we ever made. It doesn't matter who it was, who you played, you know, I mean, it was a great decision. Um, you know, but if you, if you start out and you don't play well um, and, 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 you, and you lose, then you're like, ah, maybe we should add a couple couple games to figure some things out, you know. So, um, you know, I, the, the good thing about it is, um, you know, the early season and the big scheme of things, you know, early season games. 
um, are so you can figure out, you know, where you're at and take take the good things and continue to do them, take the bad things and try to correct those as, you know, we're moving into the rest of the non-conference and then into the conference season. And then you hope to be hitting your stride, you know, especially once you get in the conference or kind of mid-conference season, you're hitting your stride leading up to the NCAA tournament. So, you know, I, it's going to challenge us really early. You know, a lot of, a lot of teams that have um, veteran players, I know the landscape's changed now because of the portal, um, but a lot of teams that have veteran veteran players and veteran teams that have been together for a while, you know, I think like Michigan State last year, I mean, all those guys are together, all came back, right? Like, all right, let's go play, you know, whoever early, early on because, you know, we have a lot of guys that have already been in the system and understand uh, what big-time basketball is about, where I think a lot of teams that are a little bit younger, um, it's kind of hard to throw them on that stage right from the beginning, you know. Um, and we have a little bit of a mix. <laughs> so we have obviously some some young freshmen, but we have – um, also, some veteran players, some guys that were with us last year, and then some guys that transferred in that have um, obviously played some big time basketball. So, you know, I think it can be a really good thing. Uh, you know, we're just hoping that we come out and we play well. Um, you know, and and, and you know where where it lies, it lies. But we hope that we lie. You know, come out on the winning side of it. And I'm sure if that happens, then Monday night we'll say this is the best game we could have played in for for the first game of the season. This won't be the only test in the non-conference. You've got a big game at home against Villanova, some notable opponents in the Bahamas, you know, Wichita State's in there, Nebraska, LSU. So this is just a a nice preview of the non-conference slate for the Wildcats. Yeah, it really is. And then we'll know where we sit when we come into the conference. And I think, you know, our conference with who we've added. I mean, you just think, think about the teams, you know, Houston, um, you know, BYU is always competitive. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. You know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be even tougher. It's always tough. We're always, I, I believe we always have the top conference and, and now it's got, it's got even tougher, you know? And so um, finding out about ourselves and, and challenging ourselves before we get to conference play, you know, and, and even some of these games, like I said, in the Bahamas, like we're, we're on the road, we're in Las Vegas, we're not at home, we're on the road. You know, when you, when you get into conference play, you have to protect home, but you also got to go win some games on the road. And so you hope that you can um, have guys get comfortable in playing in different environments so that they can play their best no matter where we're at. You know, and, and so uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough non-conference. You know, I think as we get into the conference season, we're going to know exactly where we're at uh, and, and what that expectation is, which, which is really good. You mentioned the Big 12. Um, but we'll obviously dive into the conference later on throughout the season but just initially looking at this league it is not skipped a beat in Houston you know and obviously the other newcomers are are who they are but Houston does not make the top half of the league any easier for K-State does it that's definitely not I mean coach Sampson's done a tremendous job uh in, in his time there um I think we've been uh I don't know if the word's blessed that he that he left Oklahoma and it hadn't been there for, for quite a while, so we hadn't had to see him. Um, you know, but he does a great job. His guys always play hard, you know, and, and that's what they hang their hat on defense. Um, you know, so they really defend. Uh, obviously, getting the guard from from Baylor, um, who you know who we had a shot at as well, and I think um, it just made them you know uh, kind of reload. Even though they lost a few pieces to the NBA, you know, they, they just reloaded, and they're always going to be good. And so, um, the coaching staff's tremendous there, and, and it's a good addition for the Big Twelve. Uh, but it's another tough game for for everyone, you know, and so uh, it's going to be fun. What are the challenges for Jerome Tang here in his second year after the Elite Eight last year? The the expectations are just so high. You know, the student section was like sold out against Emporia State. People are ready for this team and, you know, not having Naquan Tomlin out there. They're, they're going to lose some games. How do you think this coaching staff is going to handle this adversity after – creating just such a high expectation for the program 
Yeah, and I, I think you, you know, you mentioned the high expectation, you know, and, and um, you know, with good works comes high expectation, right? And so high expectation is a good thing to have, you know, if you didn't have high expectation, that means people aren't excited about the, the product that you're putting out there on the floor, right? They're not excited about the guys, the team, um, and you want people excited about um, those guys that are going out on the floor and battling every every single game and every single day in practice, right? So, so that's a good thing to have. Um, but at the same time, you know, as a team, you know, I like to tell tell my guys, you know, you can prove people right or you can prove them wrong, you know, and it depends on the situation on on, on what you want to do. So if there's high expectation with this group, you want to prove people right. I mean, right, that, that that's the goal. Um, you know, if it was low expectation, you say, hey, we want to prove them wrong, you know, and 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 create that that buzz and that energy. Um, so it's 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 a challenge, I think, as a coaching staff. Though, you know, one thing that the Tang and his staff hangs their hat on is win the day. You know, and, and don't get too far ahead of ourselves and looking down the road and looking towards you know what oh the team last year made it to the lead eight. We have to make it to the lead eight or farther. Um, but but just focus in on can we win today, right? And today we don't have a we might not have a game today. Can we win practice today? And then you you. You know, pair that down to, all right, we have a certain drill. Can you win this drill? Can we give all, all of your energy and effort, you know, for this drill? And if we can do that, then we can move to the next one and win this drill. And then when you stack those wins on top of each other, that's how good things tend to happen. And then guys start to play that way in the game. And it's just win this possession. Let's win this possession. Um, you know, I told my, I told my guys yesterday, we were practicing and, and, and they were um, two teams are going at each other. One team was up nine to zero and uh, the other team started coming back and made a run, ended up winning uh, 11 to nine. They went on 11 0 run, ended up winning 11, 11 to nine. Well, it was nine to eight. And that team, they knew it was like, they, they were on defense. They had to get a stop and then go down and score. And first time they started saying, Hey, one stop, one stop, one stop, you know, they got the stop and then they went down and, and scored and, and, and won the, won the possession, won, won the game that we were playing. And, and I told him, I said, why, why do we wait till it was nine to eight to start saying one stop? You know, that's the kind of energy we need when the game is zero to zero, when we're down two to zero, when we're down four to zero, when you guys were down eight to zero, you should have had that, I call it one stop energy, one stop, one stop. Let's get a stop first and then we can go down and obviously execute offense. Um, and so that goes back to, can you win each possession and win each day? And if you do that and you stack those upon each other, then at the end of the season, you'll say, hey, we, we you know, we met those expectations, those high expectations that that everyone is excited about. So, um, you know, I know that's what the coaching staff is focused in on. And uh, I think that's where they have to keep their focus. Otherwise, you get too far ahead of yourselves and, and then you start putting yourself in, in not a good situation. I don't know if you've seen this, but Jerome Tang has said that applications for leaders are still being accepted on his team. Is that a good thing or is, a, is that a bad thing? I personally don't know what to make of this whole thing. You, you want leaders on your team, but at the same time, you've got to earn that spot to be the guy that other players on the team respect. Yeah, and, and you, you got you to earn it. Um, and you can do that in several different ways. You know, one by, um, you know, the, the actions that you take and kind of walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Um, and, and then two by, um, you know, I think your voice, you know, can, can be important, but you can't have a voice if you haven't walked the walk, you know, and I think that that's where um, there's a lot of disconnect in, in players that want to be leaders um, or think themselves as a leader, but yet they're not walking the walk. Um, and it's sometimes that walking the walk, you know, it's like, you know, as coaches, we want players to stay after and, and get shots up on their own time, right? And so if you want to be a shooter and you, and you want to be able to shoot in the games and, and shoot, you know, uh, you know, we're uh, us as, as coaches, we're saying, yeah, that, that's a good shot. Shoot it. 
then you got to put in the time to be able to do that. And if you don't, then you can't complain and say, well, you know, I should be, I should be getting shots and shooting the ball. Well, you haven't proved that you can shoot the basketball and you're not working on it. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think there's that, that walk the walk piece, you know, that, that leaders and coaches are always looking for that in, in their leaders um, as well as the voice on the floor um, that echoes what the coaching staff is, is trying to get done. Um, and, 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 you know, being able to be that calming factor when things are going um, when there's low adversity and things aren't going well, um, but then also being able to to hype other guys up uh, and keep everyone like pushing forward when things are going well, right? It's 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 easy when things are going good. It's easy to hype guys up, but some guys will get in their feelings because they might not be the one that things are going well for, right? My teammates are making shots, but I ain't making shots. Oh, okay, good, cool, right? You want someone that's really selfless in those roles and in those positions that um, doesn't matter whether they're getting the baskets or whether they made the pass or whoever, like they're excited for um for the success of the entire team uh, and those are the guys that you want to be your leader so i'm sure for coach tang he's 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 analyzing that on a daily basis right and uh, uh like i said applications are being taken and, and he's definitely searching and seeing all right who's going to step up and into that role and uh, be able to lead us you know in this conference and and, and in this season i'm personally curious who was the best leader that that you played with at k-state or were you the or were you the leader of all your teams <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as a point, ideally, you know, uh, you would like for your point guard to at least be one of your leaders because they're going to have the ball in their hands the most of the time. They're going to be the ones calling out the plays, um, talking, communicating on defense. They're also the head of the snake, you know, because they're guarding the other team's point guard. So if your point guard can guard and they can pressure, that sets the tone for the defense. Um, so, uh, you know, I won't say I was the best guy at guarding the basketball, but I did try to keep it in front as much as I could, <laughs> which was good. Uh, but I'll, I'll say, you know, one of the guys I played with, I thought did a really good job of leadership. And maybe because we all were afraid of him was uh, David Hoskins. And, and David was, um, he was, he was, uh, you know, he's only about six foot five, um, but he was our strongest guy on the team. And, uh, you know, you didn't want to mess with Dave and Dave would let you know, you know, if, if, if things weren't going right or we weren't doing the right thing. Um, you know, and so he, he was a really good leader for us. And unfortunately, my senior year, he had he needed knee surgery and wasn't able to play my, my senior year. I think he would have made. But like I said, it, it, that, that leadership is always important. And for any good team, you have to have good leaders. Clint, before we wrap this up, um, K-State, do you think they can get it done against USC? The Wildcats, though, are underdogs. I think we can. You know, uh, you know we're going to have to obviously guard and defend um, those, those guards. Uh, but I think we can do that. And then um, there he is. He's back. To, yeah, I'm back. I don't know. I lost connection for a second. That's <laughs> yeah, all good. So we're going to, <laughs> to guard and defend, defend the guards. You know, I think that's going to be big. We're going to take care of the basketball. Um, and we're going to make 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 some shots. You know, I think we'll have some open shots and hopefully we can shoot it a little bit better. Um, you know, and if we can do that, then I think we'll be we'll be just good. And it's going to be a fun, fun atmosphere. It's going to be a fun game. He is Clint Stewart. I am Ryan Gilbert. We will we will be back here next week to break down K-State's game against USC. Hopefully we're talking about a W, Clint, but I appreciate you taking time with us, man. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the PowerCat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. 
reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. 